0: Welcome to Day 305 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with Cindy Camp and David Keefe. We continue a wonderful journey through the Gospel of John. We've been introduced to Jesus as the Eternal One, the One who was in the very beginning, who was with God, distinct from God, uh, and who was God of the very same character and the nature, the Heavenly Father, the agent through which all things are created, the gift of light and life to all mankind. And although the world didn't recognize him or his own people didn't receive him, to everyone who did receive him, he uh, gave the gift or the privilege of becoming or the power to become, you know, children of God. And so it's been a wonderful you know, study in a lot of Old Testament images you know, they are coming through. So in uh, chapter two, we talked about you know, two Jewish institutions that Jesus enters into and, and gives whole new meaning to. One is the, the wedding feast in which he brings out a very generous, in uh, you know, six large 20 to 30 gallon you know, jars of the very best wine. And uh, brings, you know, to the richest of the celebration of that new, brings newness to the celebration of that, you know, wedding feast and anticipates the wedding feast that we will have. And of course, the cleansing of the temple, where John puts it, you know, at the beginning of his gospel. It's an image of this is what is taking place through the entire gospel. Jesus is reclaiming everything that is lost, where the purposes of the Father originally intended for us. And so we get a a nicer picture of the cleansing of the temple here in in, in Nicodemus because we're not talking about, you know, the physical temple in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about uh, the personal lives of those who are in relationship with God and how they come into a new relationship with God that is like being born again. So he describes that here in this passage. And then we get the testimony of John talking about his place in the kingdom and about the place of the bridegroom. Uh, as he comes as well so before we uh, read chapter three which is one of the most beloved chapters in uh, the gospel of john certainly the first memory verse that you learn maybe the second the first one being jesus swept and the second <laughs> one, for god so loved the world that he gave his only son yeah. uh, will be a part of what we read today so before we do that david do you mind uh, lifting us up in prayer and preparing us for this moment yeah let's pray and
1: father as we uh, as we turn to your word um we ask that your spirit would be at work as we read your word um help us to see more of our sin but also more of the wonder of, of who christ is and what he has done for sinners like us and so thank you for the wonderful truth that you have given us um we have seen your love in god through your son and so father may we uh be renewed and refreshed in that today we pray this all
0: in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: John chapter three. Now there was a Pharisee. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council, came to Jesus at night and said, "Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him." Jesus replied, "Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of heaven unless they are born again." How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come to the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where they spent some time uh, with him and baptized. Now John was also baptizing at Anon near Salem because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. I came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about. Look, he is baptizing, and everyone's going to him. To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears a bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life. God's wrath remains on them again you have some uh, incredible Old Testament images you know being you know filled in this uh, from the snake that's lifted up into the wilderness Mm -hmm. to uh, renewal that comes both by the spirit and by you know water uh, to the Son of Man, being the one who has been in the very presence of the ancients of days, and has received authority uh, to rule and dominion over him. So there's a lot of you know nice images that stand out in here. What are you know some of the things that uh, stick out to you guys as you read this passage?
1: I mean, definitely. As I think we we kind of get introduced to Nicodemus, and he's kind of coming to Jesus at night to, to ask him some questions, and mm-hmm. kind of has a little bravado to him like hey you know we we kind of see you doing these things and he's kind of acting like he does know who jesus is and what he's up to but we see so quickly he he really doesn't know why jesus is doing what he's doing and i remember just back in john one where we're seeing john and disciples so quickly kind of understanding who christ was um we now see the teacher of the law that this guy who probably should have known really not knowing at all and, and even being somewhat confused as to what jesus is saying and and so Obviously, just seeing that, understanding Christ is is and who He is is that work of the Spirit. No, you know, we, we can't see yeah, unless we, we are reborn.
0: Yeah, no, we certainly, you know, we certainly, uh, uh, certainly can have a lot of empathy, you know, with Nicodemus. He is coming, you know, to me as you know, just a very sympathetic, you know, character. He is recognizing what you know other teachers of the law are refusing, you know, to recognize. And we will see him through the progress of the gospel remain true, you know, to his. Honest, you know, honest devotion, you know, to Jesus. Uh, he is, you know, one who was uh, you what know, would, would become a disciple, mm-hmm. you know, of of, of Christ. And he says, you're obviously from God because no one could do what you were doing, you know, unless they were, you know, coming from God and the very signs that you're seeing. And, of course, we, we've highlighted this in a couple of our readings. That's the very purpose of the Gospel of John. You know, Jesus performed many signs while he was with the disciples. These were written down so that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah and believing in him, you might have life. And so here is one who is seeing the signs. And who is believing in him, mm-hmm. and is inquiring about you know what it means to have life, and, and of course there's this wonderful explanation, you know of it, uh, you know that uh, really there, there, there's there's so, you know so much to it. We we kind of focus on the you know the first part of it, you know that you must be you must be born again, but he's bringing out the Ezekiel images, mm-hmm. uh, you know of water cleansing and of spirit renewing. Uh, you know that are part of that new birth and it's experience that you can't just be described as reforming the old it's it's completely making old into new and uh, it, it's a beautiful experience
2: hmm. and i suppose even um along the same lines just as the wind blows wherever it pleases just there again we're seeing that reference to wind and spirit and the, revi- the reviving, I guess, or, I don't know, recreating of, you know, life to the dry bones. No. And so we see that again.
0: No, of course, Cindy's going, you know, we're going from Ezekiel 35 to Ezekiel 37. Mm-hmm. You know, there, and, and of course, in both the Hebrew language and the Greek language, so both Old Testament and New Testament have this in common. Uh, the word uh, for spirit uh, can also be the word for wind and can also be the word for breath. And so you have wonderful images of God creating Adam and breathing into him the breath mm-hmm. of life, and any Old Testament reader would have heard spirit there as well. And you have a wind blowing over this valley of dry bones, bringing them to life. Mm-hmm. So you have the renewing aspect, you know, of the of that in Ezekiel thirty-seven, you which you you just referred to. And, of course, for Jesus to use that image, you know, you can also imagine them, you know, sitting under those olive trees, you know, and, and, and talking to those ancient olive trees. A few of them are still mm-hmm. there in the Garden of Gethsemane from the time that Jesus was there. They're over mm-hmm. 2,000 years old. And you can just see the leaves blowing. And he said, you know, we, we've always talked in terms of wind and spirit and breath. It's a mystery in its deepest levels, but it does the very work of God in forming and giving life. And giving and bringing renewal
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, you gotta love the heart of jesus as he even speaks to nicodemus and uh kind of begins mm-hmm. pointing him to these old testament pictures mm-hmm. and then putting himself as kind of the fulfillment especially for kind of numbers 21 and as the people would look to the uh to the bronze snake to be to be healed he's saying that's actually going to be me as i'm I guess kind of taking Speaking of two things He's raised up Literally on the cross But also Will be Raised up and exalted You know
0: as a savior It's always an interesting image As the children of Israel Grumbled against God He allowed You know vipers You know to Uh you know to come in and to you know to bite them but he also provided a provision where they could look at a snake you know lift it up and it, it's kind of a curious image because the the classic battle is between the seat of woman and the seat of the serpent yeah, yeah. and uh, you true. have it reversed where you know the the seat of the woman is lifted up but in being lifted up crushes the mm. serpent's head and, and performs that final victory and in those who look to him and, and of course there's no action on our part other than to look to him in faith, the same way that people of Israel look to the, the bronze serpent, you know, in faith.
1: And you know, one of the things I never really understood reading kind of John three sixteen, just just as a kid and kinda of memorizing it and everything is just obviously it's a radical statement, but even in its in its setting of of it talking about God's love, you know, for the world, you know, and not just speaking of kind of the people of Israel and this kind of whoever would believe, you know, mm-hmm. we're really seeing kind of these future things of even when Jesus is talking in Acts one eight, and he kind of commissions, you know, his disciples like, "You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world." Right. Um, and so, love just seeing kind of how this verse really does tie into the biblical narrative.
0: And, and you also see, obviously, the world here, you know, uh, largely means the people of the world mm-hmm. uh, and everyone, you know, that God has created. But it also does mean the world, you know, God has. A love for all of creation is restoring all things and making all things new because it is mm-hmm. a gift that he has given us, you know, for our joy and for his glory in a place that we might experience in him. So the work is not, you know, simply a few people coming to know Christ and, you know, and, and, and having eternal life, but the renewal of all creation mm-hmm. through, you know, life giving, you know, breath of the. of of the Holy Spirit and and of course you have the other you know the other side of that is you know believe in him we have eternal life but to fail to believe in him is to Mm -hmm. to remain in your condemnation and a lot of times you know we would do well just to immediately move into verse 17 for God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe can stands condemned already because they haven't believed in the name of god's one and only son mm-hmm. this is the verdict why does come into the world people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil, we'd rather cover our own sin mm-hmm. you know, with, with darkness rather than have our sin be exposed and have him cover it mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the cross as mm-hmm. the Lamb of God you know, that we were introduced into uh, in, the, in the very last uh, you know, broadcast that we did together. And then of course he ends in, in, in verse 16, whoever believes in the Son has life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. Mm-hmm. We know, we will either know him ultimately as our as our Savior or as our Judge. We can receive the judgment that he has placed on Christ on our behalf, or we can receive that judgment in ourselves and stand before him. And uh, it, it's a hard truth to know that we are deserving of judgment and condemnation. But in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. we receive life mm-hmm. and yeah. the verdict. Of heaven. We are to the end of our, our times. So and do you mind closing us with a word of prayer?
2: No, not at all. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of these words. That we um, hear your incredible love for the world. And that, Father, it was not your desire to, to want to condemn the world. We have we stand condemned because of our own choices, Father, and just because of our own love of self and love of being our own Savior. And yet, Father, you provided a way through your Son, Jesus Christ. You um, placed what should be our condemnation on Him and our punishment on Him. And so, Father, we thank you that you made this way, that you loved us so much that you gave your Son, and that Christ willingly and lovingly laid down His life. So, Father, we stand in awe of your plan, and we ask that you continue to Uh, move in our hearts as we know you better, and uh, walk with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.